Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. This is all of it on WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart, and we just heard our conversation with Lin-Manuel Miranda about directing Tick, Tick, Boom, about Jonathan Larson's life as a struggling composer before Rent hit big. Believe it or not, this year, 2021, marked Rent's 25th anniversary of its debut on Broadway, a run that changed musical theater for a generation. What do you forget? I know you, you're, you're shivering It's nothing, they turned off my heat And I'm just a little weak on my feet Would you like my candle? What are you staring at? Nothing, your hair in the moonlight You look familiar Can you make it? Haven't eaten much today At least the room stopped spinning Anyway What? Nothing Your smile reminded me of Always remind people of Who is she? She died Her name was April It's out again Sorry about your friend those were the voices of original cast members Daphne Rubin Vega, who played the original Mimi Marquez, an HIV-positive dancer with an addiction problem, and Adam Pascal, who played Roger Davis, a struggling musician who is also HIV-positive and Mimi's love. Rent debuted first at the New York Theatre Workshop in January 1996, and it went to Broadway in April of that year. At the time, no one knew that Rent would go on to win a Pulitzer and the Tony Award for Best Score, Book, and Musical. Set in the East Village, it was a tale of a group of young creative New Yorkers. The characters were black, white, brown, queer, sex positive, living, loving, and in some cases dying in a vibrant, edgy, gritty city. The music was modern, rock and rollish, yet modeled loosely on La Boheme and paid homage to the Puccini opera. La Days of inspiration, playing hooky, making something Lovey out of Bowen. nothing. The need to express, to communicate, Lovey to Bowen. going against the grain, going insane, Lovey going Bowen. mad. To Lovey love Bowen. attention, no pension, to more than one dimension, Lovey to Bowen. starving for attention, hating convention, hating pretension, not to mention, of course, hating dear Lovey old mom Bowen. and dad. Suits to fruits to no absolutes Lovey to absolute Bowen. to choice to the village voice Lovey to Bowen. any passing fad to being an us for once instead of a them. 
It was a bittersweet debut. Shortly before the show's first off-Broadway preview at the New York Theater Workshop in the East Village, the show's creator, Jonathan Larson, passed away at 35 years old from an aortic aneurysm. Rent ran for 12 years on Broadway and went on to become an international sensation being performed around the country and the world. To celebrate the show's silver anniversary, we spoke with Daphne, Adam, and New York Theater Workshop Artistic Director, Jim Nicola. Let's listen. We know this has been an incredibly difficult year and the theater's been dark and we all want to see theater come back. We're all working towards it. Can you tell us what the gala really means for the company this year? Oh, well, um, <laughs> like, like everything in terms of what rent and everyone, all, and, and to me rent is the people, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Adam and Daphne, that made it and inhabit it and carry it in their bodies and souls. But it's something that never stops being at the center, sort of our heartbeat. Um, and it just the thing that comes to mind in answer to your question is um, we were a tiny little organization. And everything I can think of in terms of my memory of the organization is we were before rent and after rent. And rent made it possible for New York Theatre Workshop to become not a hand-to-mouth, will we be here tomorrow, mm-hmm. but to actually feel like, oh, we might be here next month. And to greatly support, increase our support for artists and their creation. Um, the, one of the first things we did with uh, some money that came to us from the move to Broadway was to pay off the mortgage on our building where we um, rehearse and create. <clears throat> and that seems to be the core of this, which is we are we have been able to grow and be better at our mission because of the labor of the artists. The, the, the likes of Adam and Daphne have made gifts for 25 years to next generations of artists to do their work. Daphne, when you think about New York Theatre Workshop, why has it been such an important space? Uh, well, you know, I think of New York Theatre Workshop as a sort of, I call it the cathedral, because mm-hmm. before Rent, um, the pieces I saw, you know, the Nilo Cruises, the the quills, the the and 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 the proximity to the to the stage, um, it was it was stuff that wasn't being done other places, stuff that was being given permission to live. And you know, and when I had the great opportunity to inhabit those spaces, it was yeah, it it's indescribable kind of um, nourishment that one gets from theater that one can identify with. So that's what that that space has for us. Yeah. Adam, what would you like to add to that? What New York Theater Workshop, why it's been such an important space? Well, I mean, you know, there are there are so few institutions in any you know, in any medium that will take that, that like a New York theater workshop, you know, like that, that is, is willing to take on new exciting projects mm-hmm. that nobody else is necessarily willing to do and, and put some money into it and give it, you know, give it a home and do all of these things. You know, the, the, those opportunities were always fairly few and far between for an artist. And again, in any medium that you worked in, but, 
um, for theater, it's it, they're becoming less and less just because it's sort of like the, the, the price we're being priced out, you know, I and mean, we're gou- being gouged mm-hmm. out, you know, um, it's just so expensive to do a production of any kind in New York City. Um, and so, you know, they, they, they are offering this this um, invaluable um, service to artists to, to uh, as, as an opportunity to have a home outside, outside of your own living room, which is where it's been living for the past you know, however many years. <laughs> so, Jim, the gallery. Yeah, the 20- luxury. Oh, go ahead. The le- no, I, I, the, it's a luxury to be able to afford to express oneself the way one wants without thinking about, you know, the currency. And New York Theater Workshop made that a priority. I mean, I'm just doubling up on what Adam said, yeah. So, Jim, 25 Years of Rent, Measured in Love is the theme of the gala. Tell me about what people can expect when they buy a ticket, because they're going to go buy a ticket <laughs> and help New York Theater <laughs> Workshop. Tell us about putting this yeah. together. <laughs> I think um, I've seen a couple of uh, the edits along the way, and, you know, I, I, I have to say right up front, I am not the most objective person um, <laughs> to be regarding this material. <laughs> um, but there is never, not, I can't watch it without starting to cry. Um, and I think it's more than just the sort of um, sense of time and the nostalgia and all, all of, and the regret and the tragedy at the core of it all. But I actually think what I was able to experience in listening to people sing these songs anew, um, in the presence of the original people that put them forth into the world, um, I think for the first time in close to 30 years, because I've been dealing with Red since 92 when we started, first started to work on it, I had the experience that a, a civilian would have of hearing a song for the first time. And what struck me in listening to like one glory and out tonight and Adam, when you first were exposed to rent, when you first heard the music, when you first read the book, what, what did you think? Um, it, it was a, it was a, uh, an evolution of, of my, of, of my thoughts about the music. Uh, you know, I mean, my, my first, my first hearing of it was just uh, was a demo version of, of One Song Glory with Chompton singing it, playing it on what sounded like, you know, like a little toy keyboard. Um, and I was I was I was a little like I, I just I didn't quite I, I just didn't I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> OK, um, and, but but then I, but then I had to learn the song for my audition and, and then and I sang it. And once I started singing it, it like it sat so comfortably in my voice and in my mm-hmm. body. And then it, and then the song made sense to me. It made sense to me musically. It made sense to me lyrically. It just I, I needed to sing it, you know. But I can also say that um, one of the first things that I heard and I think I've told Daphne this. But one of the first things that I heard was um, a, a demo version of Light My Candle from the 1994 workshop um and this was uh, uh daphne and tony hoyland uh, the gentleman who played roger at that workshop anyway i i became absolutely transfixed with the sound of daphne's voice i i was like it it, it like it bore into my soul and this is before i met her hmm. um and so um 
and I remember I would listen to that song over and over again. And again, it was like, I found it a little odd. Look, look you got to remember, I didn't come from a musical theater background. You know what I mean? I was in a hard rock band. You know right. what I mean? And this is the mid-90s. You know what I mean? And so somebody tells me it's going to be a rock musical. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, where's the Soundgarden? Where's the Pearl Jam? Where's the, you know? Um, and so, like, it took, it, it, it took me a moment to, to, to uh, absorb all of this you know, music and, and see it for what it was. And, and like, kind of like what Jim just said, like sometimes I'm hearing these songs for the first time now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How about for you, Daphne, when you had your first exposure to the book and the music of Rent? You know, I, I, um, I straight up just did not understand the book at all. And the book was different from what it, what it, what it is now and what it looks like. And the songs, um, were in different orders. I liked the songs. I liked mm -hmm. the fact that it was a rock musical. I liked um, the relationship between Roger and Mimi. And thanks, Adam, for that shout out. You know, I think of that course. part of that was about, um, you know, how can we do a rock and roll duet that is that that, that tells a story as well. Um, and so I think that that <clears throat> was infinitely exciting um and yeah to hear uh references of of music that i um i i connected with in the musical of rent i think that was what really got me and and to just watch the process of us putting together a story because we knew what the story kind of sort of was but to put it together like a puzzle piece um was a, a spectacular experience yeah that was great. My guests are Daphne Ruben Vega and Adam Pascal, original cast members from Rent, as well as New York Theater Workshop Artistic Director Jim Nicola. Let's take some calls. The phone lines are full. Let's go to Kat, who's calling in from Westchester on line three. Hey, Kat, thanks for calling all of it. You're on the air. Thank you for having me. Um, I hope I don't start crying because this is really emotional for me. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for changing and affecting my entire life. Um, my uncle who was dying of cancer and took me to Broadway my whole life um, was at the end and decided to drive into Manhattan from Queens and give me his two tickets, Sixth Row Center Orchestra, something I could never afford as a 20-something-year-old with a one-month-old baby. Um, and it was my first outing away from my child, and I went with my sister-in-law, and we sat there, and I will tell you, um, Adam, when you opened your mouth, um, chills went through my entire body, and I knew my life had been changed. And I've probably seen this show 25 times, whether on Broadway or local theater or movies or live broadcasts, and every single time it is magical. Um, and my kids have grown up with it. We sing along all the way down in 18-hour rides to Florida. <laughs> and you guys have just affected our lives and brought so many amazing family memories. There's no better way to teach your kids about drugs when they're early teens than watching rent and opening up conversations and I have nothing but joy and goodness and love in my heart when I listen to your soundtrack so thank you from the bottom of my heart Kat thank you so much for calling wow. in that was really lovely thank wow. you Kat. 
Let's go to Alex Thank in you. Brooklyn on line two. Hi, Alex. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Um, I'm so excited to be on the air talking about this. I graduated high school in 1999, and my grandmother, I think not even realizing what she was doing, got me tickets to see Rent on Broadway <laughs> for my graduation present. <laughs> and I brought my sister and my brother and my two cousins. We were all teenagers. And I just had never had an experience like that. I had seen Cabaret was the first Broadway show I had seen a couple years prior, and it made me realize that theater can be important. And then Rent just told me that theater is important. Um, and I remember looking over at my brother, who was 19 or 20 years old, thinking, oh, he's probably judging this straight boy in college. And he just was so moved by it. And when the show was over, I said, who was who were your favorite characters? And and he said, I loved Angel and Collins. And I thought I was going to fall over. Um, <laughs> wow. And I just, there's so many thoughts I have about it. But I think as an adult now looking back on it, I think one of the things that was so important to me watching it was I didn't and still don't think of it as watching a show about an addict or gay people or people with AIDS. They were full human beings that happened to also have those afflictions or have the identity of gay or trans. And it was such a full human experience that didn't feel like I was watching other people. And as an almost 18 year old, it was so important. And um, I think you guys know, but I want you to know that what you did was important. Um, on so many levels. So thank you. And I'm excited about the upcoming gala. Let's take some more calls. On line five, we have Lisa in Westchester calling in. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for calling all of it. You're on the air. Oh, thanks for your show. I just wanted to say that I started working at St. Vincent's Hospital down in the village in the mid-80s at the height of the AIDS epidemic. And saw a lot of stuff and my mom came to New York and bought tickets to rent. She had no idea what it was about. <laughs> um, and we went and I was so moved. I bawled like a baby throughout the whole thing. My silk shirt was soaking wet at the end and I still can't listen to the soundtrack without having all of those memories come flooding back. And I just want, just like everybody else, I just want to thank you. Thank you for calling in. Let's go to Ephraim. Is calling thank in you. from New Jersey on line six. Hi, Ephraim. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi. You're on the air. Okay. What, what, what do you want to ask me? <laughs> How wonderful it was and what it changed our lives. Yes, you know what exactly. I, what I find What I find about this show, and if you look at the show, and it's prophesized, um, it actually mentioned everything that was going to happen bad even later. Um, with the world trade, with, with everything happening, it, it really had an explanation of, like, everything that we have seen in this country and in the world, unfortunately. Mm. So I, I truly believe it it had that message. He already knew it. He yeah. he, he kind of knew it, and I don't know how he <laughs> knew it. But yeah, 
Ephraim, thank you for calling in. We're going to jump over to Marjorie on line seven, who's calling in from the Bronx. Hi, Marjorie. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, I was a young mother, and I started working part-time on Broadway as an usher, and I was assigned to the Needle Ender Theater back in the beginning of previews and um, the opening of Rent on Broadway. And I was very fortunate. I didn't have to wait on lottery lines with all the other Rent heads, but I turned into one quickly. I watched the show every performance that I could when I was working, and I got to enjoy lunches and dinners in between shows with the cast and they'll forever be my Broadway family and whenever I see them it's always a cozy hello and it's just a warm feeling and it really put me into the Broadway community and it gave me the appreciation and the love of Broadway that I still have to this day. Thank you for yes. coming in. Jan- Janice on Twitter says, saw Rent at New York Theater Workshop and previews. It changed musical theater. Come on. It changed all of us which I think is a pretty great sentiment. Uh, before we rack, wrap up, Daphne, what are you working on now? Clearly your fans want to know. I'm sorry, what did you say? What am I doing now? Yeah, what are your, yeah, your fans, I'm sure people listening want to know, where can we see Daphne? Where can we, you, of course you do the great podcast. Well, you know, I, um, in a couple of months, In the Heights is coming out. Speaking of Jonathan's legacy, you know, Lynn, Manuel Miranda is, um, I feel like he's a direct descendant of Jonathan's just in the sense of um, where inspiration and and musical theater can lead you, you know, away from, yeah, and um, away from what? Away from um, sort of the status quo and, and get you to tell other kinds of stories. That was my conversation with Daphne Rubin Vega, Adam Pascal, and Jim Nicola about the 25th anniversary of Rent, a show that celebrated New York City and certain citizens in a way that hadn't before, as we think about what theater has meant to this city this past year. Fingers crossed for a better 2022. Next hour, we honor those who are resilient in the face of great difficulty and what lessons they offer us. This is all of it. I'm Allison Stewart, and I'll meet you back here after the news. A year in the life. How about you?